Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour, The Road Show. Your host, Doug Eddy, in the beautiful state of Minnesota, where I was just in the warm embrace of Tyler Guffner just last evening as he was sucking down White Claws like an absolute demon. And he's feeling it today, aren't you, Tyler? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm a little hungover, but it was fun. It was worth it. And uh, yeah, it, was, it was a time I will never forget. Uh, my wife beat me in beer pong for the first time in her life. That was uh, that was something. But then I redeemed myself and beat Doug. I was recently getting a bunch of texts last night after I went to bed that said, someone please call DHHHR. So I need one story, just one, to well, to clarify why that was, was texted in our group. I'm not sure. Uh, Tyler was making salacious gyrations with his hips and waist. Um, I okay. believe he was trying to helicopter with his pants on. So <laughs> I think that was, uh, that was he was he was edging towards uh, sexual harassment. So that's when DHHR and I snapped a picture of us and I was like, DHHR is going to need a call right quick. Pretty soon. fair enough. Fair. It enough. was uh, another fun moment was uh, my sister showed up and I got to play some beer pong with her. That was uh, mm -hmm. a first so that was kind of a bucket list thing, but it was super fun. Great food. Damon hosted uh, yep. our good friend, Damon. He threw a heck of a party as he always does and had a lot of my work friends there and Doug, you know? Yeah. It, I got to, I got to meet Tyler's sisters, his folks. They, they bought lunch for us yesterday. It was a, uh, it was a nice day hanging with them in our club. Uh, and did we rip Tyler in front of his parents? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. As, as you should. Yeah, that, that's uh, this do, is the way. This is the way. All right, we are going to jump into it. We've got a lot to talk about this week on Dynasty Happy Hour. Before we start talking, though, I want to give a shout out to Underdog. I checked my account while I was here and then realized that Minnesota can't do Underdog, but I realized that I have a lot of money that I need to start spending once the season starts or even before the season starts because daily best ball drafts have already begun. Best Ball Mania is back. The biggest underdog contest ever is in the building. They've got the Mastiff, Mastiff going on right now. It's $1,000 to enter. Wowzers, 1000 bucks. Big ballers out there. You, you know, you can use code DHH and they'll match up to 100 So there's a fifth of your entry fee if you put 100 bucks in towards that Mastiff. Bingo. You know, to win big money, you got you to gotta spend big money, I suppose. Uh, shout out to that billion-dollar billion ticket winner in California. Oh. Wow, jerk. Anywho, um, uh, they've got baseball going on right now. Golf is there as well. Big board 2023 rosters. It's all there for underdog. It's the coolest way to play daily fantasy. So make sure you go on underdog.com, use code DHH, and get that $100 matched right away in your account. So, guys, we've got some player news. There's actually a, a fair bit of injury news this week as um, training camps are starting to open across the NFL. I think about half the teams are open and ready to go. The big news for me, because this is a player that I've acquired in the offseason in a couple of different leagues and in the Scott Fishbowl, I got him in round eight or nine. Uh, NFL Network's James Palmer reported Bronco running back Devontae Williams with his knee injury 
will avoid the active pup list to begin training camp at least. And this is huge. It's been trending this way since organized team activities, but is now official. Williams did enough in his rehab from a torn ACL to avoid the pup list coming into camp, meaning it is likely we will see him begin the season as the starting running back for the Denver Broncos. Damon's Denver Broncos, by the way. He's a Broncos fan. There's Broncos stuff near me, so I feel that this is this is the best way to kick off the podcast. But Tyler, you and I, we went out and uh, we sent a late 2024 first for Javante, so we're feeling pretty good about this, yeah? Yeah, it seems like it's heading in the, in the right direction. Uh, Javante Williams, running back four last year at around this time, and now he's probably in the teens. People are yeah. worried about the leg and the J.K. Dobbins issues and where he was going, and he has the one good leg, the one poor leg. Yeah, it. people are worried about that. I still think there's enough time to jump on the Javante Williams train and start uh, getting some shares on your team. He's not a. He's very young still. He's 22. He's he's in the prime of his running back career because you know those only last so long. We all heard about the meetings that they had and oh, the disgruntled. Yeah. So that's turned into a huge issue. But for running backs, these are the type of players you want to get guys that have high profiles that their price all of a sudden dropped. And if you weren't buying him before, his price has gone up. And. Uh, There'll be another chance to get another running back in the same type of market. It's just Javante's hitting that point where it's like, eh, like, is the price worth it now? I'd say yes, just a little bit, but it's time's running short, so go and get him. Current price on Javante is a 2024 mid to early first. Yeah, so I feel we got pretty good value, Tyler and I, in the league that we did trade for him. I want to give a shout-out to the chat. We've got Jamie saying, what up, guys? And we got Tyler's sister chiming in. She said she feels special being mentioned. Thanks for an amazing evening. And it was so good to finally meet you, Doug. It was nice to meet you, too. So it's been nice to kind of uh, put faces to names and and meet some of the Minnesota crew out here. Those fries. A golf course. Those seasoned fries at the golf course. Those fries. And nice. So good. They're like Arby's curly fries, but just regular fries. But straight, not curly. They uncurled them and served them to us. Yep, they did. Yeah. Doug's like, I need them uncurled. If they come curled, I'm sending it back. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, we did have a couple of early tweaks in training camp of the knees. And here's a shocker. One player that's been getting a ton of hype in the offseason. He's the wide receiver one. He can be special. Oh, my God. Kadarius Tony tweaked his knee. <laughs> I can't with Kadarius Kadarius Tony. no knees. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, we we can get into Kadarius Tony a little bit later. I mean, we are going to cover the Chiefs in this episode, so that is that is true. So Kadarius Tony tweaked the knee. Color me shocked. He's cool when he's on the field, but he's always he's like the Jimmy Garoppolo, who we're going to talk about in a second of wide receivers. And then Amari Cooper tweaked the knee. I'm not too worried about this one. Amari hasn't really battled too many injuries over his career. He hasn't missed a lot of time. Um, I think he'll be fine. He's not built like a string bean like Kadarius Tony is. So um, until we hear more. I'm not too not too worried at the moment. Uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports the Raiders expect quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo with his foot surgery to be cleared for practice. He passed his physical today. Um, he's expected to avoid the active pup list that he was sidelined for Raiders OTAs. They shut him down for the last two months with the injury, um, and they can get out of his contract if they released him because that was one of the things is that he didn't pass his physical, so they were able to tweak his contract. You know, he's being re- reunited with Josh McDaniels, uh, so I know that's exciting some people. But behind that offensive line, James, how are you feeling about Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders? I mean, he's a guy. 
He's a guy that's a starting quarterback. That's that's how I feel about him. We'll probably get deeper into this. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. spoil the spoil the the, the put in the cart potatoes. before the horse, if you will. Yeah, yeah yes. but I, I, I'm the not injury too happy. wagon. I'm not too happy about that franchise right now. Yeah, yeah, same. Let's move on to uh, running back. J.K. Dobbins was placed on the active pup list. This one got me a little bristled my uh, hair a little bit because Dobbins, as we know, he missed a bunch of time in the beginning. Then looked. He was productive when he came back, but he didn't look quite right. I think we can all agree to that. Um, but Dobbins can be removed from the pup list at any time. It's not clear what Dobbins is dealing with, though it wouldn't be a surprise for uh, from subsequent subsequent reports to say he's still working through the knee issues that have plagued him over the past two years. And we did see the Ravens sign Melvin Gordon to a up to $3.1 million deal. So it's clear they're prepared to be without Dobbins for at least the start of training camp. Tyler. What do you think about this Melvin Gordon signing? Super Bowl champion Melvin Gordon, by the way. He was a Kansas City Chief last year. I'm not too worried about it. They actually placed uh, Rashad Bateman on the PUP as well. On the I think he just came list. off of it, though. And just he came just off came day, off yeah. of it like a couple days after they put him on it. So the Ravens are kind of just toying around with it. It's almost like a, like a taxi squad. All right, we'll, we'll drop him down. No, we'll, we'll bring, bring him back up. up. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I think another thing with the running back, hey, if people are worried about it, go see what Dobbins' price is because he's a very talented running back. And if that strong leg can uh, make the, <laughs> the if other the weak leg, leg can, can catch up back. to the strong leg. Yeah. <laughs> no, God, take, take off. Yeah, 100%. So, and we also we all forget about Gus Edwards. I think he's a, he's a freebie in, in your dynasty leagues that – you can get in as a throw-in, but Gus Edwards could have a productive season if J.K. Dobbins does struggle. I'm not worried about Melvin Gordon, like Tyler said. Um, and Jamie, Jamie in the chat. Yeah, yeah do you I think won't. the Dobbins stuff is just smoke trying to get a contract extension? Because he was one of those disgruntled running backs, although he was a second-rounder. And we talked about this about a month ago, and I was like, dude, just be quiet. Like, you're not even a first-round pick. See, they were talking about how running backs can kind of – push injuries further because of their contracts and how they're getting treated unfairly. So this is what I was worried about is a lot of people are going to start over analyzing like, Oh, does he have a broken leg? Was it really that crooked on the field? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, pretty yeah. much. So for me, Dobbins is somebody that I, I don't think would do this. Cause I mean, he's coming off so many injuries I don't think yeah. he is in the it right would be place. An interesting strategy. Yeah, because he doesn't have really any like to stand on. There you go. Hey. Yep. So I I think he needs to play before he's kind of doing this whole injury stuff. Yeah, uh, we're gonna move on to some Giants news, which is right in James's neck of the woods. His favorite team signed running back James Robinson, formerly of the Patriots. And Cole Beasley of the Bills. James, are these just camp bodies? I mean, they just keep adding more and more slot receivers on this uh, Giants team. I mean, the James Robinson news is a little interesting to for the simple fact that Saquon actually may hold out. Um, I went out and picked up Matt Breida everywhere. He knows the system, knows everything that he needs to do. I saw uh, Eric, was it Eric Eric Gray, right? He I see yeah. him. I saw him yeah, Eric Gray super late too. Eric Gray yeah. is gonna start popping up in redraft leagues uh, at the bottom of their drafts. If Saquon doesn't show up during training camp, I don't think he does. I, I think the holdout stands at least for the first couple weeks into the regular season. Um, and James Robinson actually may make the roster due to that. So we shall see. Uh, 
just keep an eye on things. I'm not worried about Cole Beasley because it's like the no. eighth slot receiver in, on the team now. Yeah, they're just they're just hoarding all the small slot. They're like the old Patriots. They're just hoarding all the small slot receivers. It's pretty much what they're doing. So yeah, no worries about Cole Beasley. Uh, not interested in that whatsoever. Uh, but what I am interested in, uh, Jordan Addison this week showed that he is the fastest player on the Minnesota Vikings roster. Um, he ran a on the he ran 140 miles per hour in a 55 mile an hour zone early Thursday morning. Um, I don't understand NFL players that do this stuff. It makes no sense. What are you doing? Did we not learn from, uh, I don't know, Henry Ruggs? Like, dude, honestly, I don't think this is going to affect like how he plays or what his season looks like, but he's on the radar. If, like he gets into trouble again. Not great, Bob. Tyler, we're here in Minnesota. What are you hearing in the streets about Jordan Addison and his knuckleheaded ways behind the wheel? I haven't really heard any new news about it. I don't think a suspension will come. Probably a fine. Um, nobody is hurt, thank God. I mean, yeah. like Doug was saying, the Henry Ruggs stuff, you got to think to yourself, okay, this is dumb. It's at 3 a.m. Stay home. Like, Stupid. Justin Jefferson needs to get in this guy's ear and just be like, dude, don't do this. Like, you're not even – you haven't even set foot on the field. Your first round pick. Your future's bright. Don't don't blow it like this. So, I hope that nothing comes from it. 140 is very fast. I mean, Minnesota. There is a lot of flat surfaces for long distances. So That's I can true. see the temptation. But come on, dude. You should know better than that. Don't be a don't be a jackass. Like honestly. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I was, telling, I was telling Doug the other day, uh, I think it was Friday or Thursday, like all these rookie receivers seem to be falling except for uh, Flowers, who's getting some good hype. Yep. But you haven't really heard too much out of anybody else, and this is kind of the common theme with rookie receivers is it's not to like week three when you start seeing them blossom and, and showing up. And so right now is probably the time you want to go out and get those rookie receivers mm -hmm. if you're looking to get them. And I think this actually gives you a good buying opportunity for Addison, who I thought was very close to my wide receiver one. He's right there at JSN. So I, uh, I think that this would be a good time, like because you know me. Hey, I'll, if any value is dropping, I'm gonna look to go get him. Yeah, you you haven't made a trade in a bit. We were we were gonna make a trade in person, but then Tyler just he consumed a little too much uh, hard Celsius. The claws. So, yeah, the, the claws got in him, and he just forgot like how to function and how to make trades, which, which, you know, to my chagrin, I should have taken advantage of and offered him a deal and then ran away laughing, but I didn't because I'm a nice guy. I'm Minnesota. Nice out of Rhode Island. You know, so that's, that's how we're going to, I don't think you remembered either. <laughs> I, you know, I actually did. Cause I didn't drink all that much. I, I, oh. I paced myself. Uh, because what is that? Antibiotics part of it. <laughs> what is pacing? Yeah. It's where you follow the pace car, like in NASCAR. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, so that's going to wrap us up for news before we get on to the AFC West. I did want to give a shout-out to Trophy Smack. I saw all those pictures again from Scott Fishbowl Draft. I was, You saw, was saw 10,000 Lakes Trophy for the first time. It is I a beaut. I did. It is a beaut. I, you know, I got another trophy, and this is two trophies in two weeks that I have in my possession now, and I'm, and I'm stoked because there's nothing better than winning the league and having the trophy in your possession. And hopefully – that trophy is from Trophy Smack, whether it's football, hockey, basketball, baseball, or soccer. doesn't matter. They're completely customizable. They have the right trophy for you. When you use code DHHRING, you get a free $60 championship ring with your purchase of a trophy or a belt. And you can either give that to your highest scorer, 
maybe you give it to yourself and you keep it and you don't tell anybody because you're that kind of guy. I know you're out there. I know you're watching. Um, but they also have stuff for the losers of your league. So if a guy like straight up stinks and you have guys like, you know, maybe Al in your league and he came in last because he blew up his team and he's rebuilding, get Al a toilet seat. He can hang around his head. He could have used it last night when he was shooting Pong. I saw you, Al. He could have um, used he could have used an extra T-shirt, a tarp. Who knows? Yeah, he poured beer down his pants. It was no it down was his awful. back. Which is but it went down his pants though too. Yeah, and then he, he did put bust on out the priest Holmes jersey. He did bust out the sleeveless priest Holmes jersey, so <laughs> that, that I was gave a plus. Him like years ago, yeah, that was that was a good sight to see. So that was entertaining. Uh, but once again, it's code DHH ring for that free ring at checkout on trophysmack.com. All right, let's get on to our dynasty divisional breakdown of the AFC West by team. And we are going to start with the champions, the Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about Kadarius Tony earlier. Their depth chart right now, you've obviously got Patrick Mahomes. He almost never misses time. We know Chad Henney retired. Who's his backup? Who's Mahomes' backup? Oh, God. See, I don't actually even know. I don't even think they know. We don't yes. even know. <laughs> Maybe a cut. This. Maybe. Blaine Gabbert. Oh. Blaine G- Yo, Gabbert Gabbert. Like Worth rostering Gabbert. in deep yeah. superflex leagues? Possibly you. I nice hair. Beautiful hair. Hey, didn't he save someone from drowning too? Go yeah, he did. Yeah, good guy, good guy. Um, you know, running back is their position where they're going to use like the hot hand. We know that they still they re-signed Jarek McKinnon. They still have Clyde Edwards Alaire on the team. They they picked up undrafted um running back to Nerick Prince, who a lot of people like. Um, and they also have, uh, what's his face? Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco, yeah, that guy. He's pretty good. Um, who looks like he's going to be healthy for the season. There's been some health reports about Pacheco. He played banged up in the Super Bowl. Um, I got him as my RB4 or 5 in Scott Fishbowl. I got him wicked late, which, oh, there it is. Drink. <laughs> Drink. Um, I got him really late in Scott Fishbowl, so I was happy to have him there. So running back, it's going to be one of those hot hands. We don't know which week it's going to be, when we'll talk about it. And then at wide receiver, they went out and drafted Rasheed Rice in the second round, who a lot of some people I was talking to people at Fishbowl, and some people really liked his profile. Some people don't like him. So I think he's really interesting. Um, we've got Kadarius Tony, the aforementioned. We still have Marquez Valdez Scantling, Justin Watson. But there's a name that's getting some hype who's on taxi squads, Justin Ross, supposedly running with the ones. Um, and then at tight end, we have Travis Kelsey, and they still have the backups there, Noah Gray. Uh, Fortson is still there as well. So James, talk to me about these these this Chiefs team because I think there's no outside of Kelsey and Mahomes, it's kind of a mixed bag of week to week stuff, right? Yeah, we won't know exactly who the number one wide receiver is going to be. Um, and obviously with the news of Kadarius Tony that we talked about. I forgot about Sky Moore, by the way. Uh it, it seems that Kadarius Tony was going to be the main benefactor of Mahomes after uh, Travis Kelsey. I don't know if that's so much true anymore. Sky Moore building up ground uh, in OTAs this offseason and then comes in and gets praises from Andy Reid. And now he doesn't have the competition in training camp from Kadarius Tony. So I see his value really moving up. And they were neck and neck dynasty wide receiver 49 Tony and 50 for Sky Moore and Sky Moore has been sitting on your taxi squad for a year yet. You shouldn't have played him at all last year. Didn't get a touchdown in the regular season, but did, however, score his first touchdown in the Super Bowl. Nice way to end your rookie season, in my opinion. 
And the fact that he was on the field in the Super Bowl just says something to me, that they trust him. And I think he's going to continue to grow in that offense. And if you're in the offense with Patrick Mahomes, uh, definitely someone that I'm willing to take a shot on. And his value right now, believe it or not, is under Rashi Rice's value. Um, so I think I would actually go for Sky Moore over Rashi Rice uh, if I'm trying to acquire one of these wide receivers. Tyler, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? Uh, Pat Mahomes, quarterback one. You know, you don't really need to talk about that. Uh, going to the run, going to the running backs. Uh, like I always like to do. What's who's the cheapest? It's probably Denarius Prince right now. Pacheco is probably a really good price for his injury. So he's probably falling a little bit a second rounder if you're competing. That's good for running back. Yeah. Hilaire, I saw Hilaire go for a 2025th third. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, sure. Give me a former first rounder. Even Jarek McKinnon for a third is great value because he's going to get, you know, the pass catching duty, I I think, until maybe an injury pops up. But uh, the receivers, Sky Moore. James, wasn't it you that had a big Sky Moore? Hot take I was high on like I was high yes. on Sky Moore last year. Yeah, yeah. You were sky so, high on him, I believe. But <laughs> he has fallen. Like I, his Ooh. price was very low. He was like one hundred and nine last year. Yep, and then it fell to a late second type value, which mm-hmm. I was trying to scoop up here and there. Uh, he is still a guy that a lot of people in the fantasy community that I trust were big fans of. So I'll take that with a grain of salt, but I'll also take it into account so for me sky Moore is a good value i'm staying away from tony forever i don't want any piece of him he's always hurt he's not going to become anything he's like 25 years old with 38 injuries it almost seems so yeah no thank you to tony kelsey's the best tight end ever probably and sure, i don't always get shut you know i'm not i'm not even gonna say you should trade him or anything because he's at the point where it's like I mean, if you do, he's probably going to play for another four years. So I don't know what to do with him. If you I got mean, him signed through 2025, he's not going anywhere if, for the next if, few yeah. years. I would Honestly, still, I would still if, contemplate buying him, especially yeah. if I'm competing. And then, um, yeah, wide receiver, I would still take cracks at these cheap guys. So Justin Ross, MBS. Justin Ross, his price is getting a little crazy, like second rounders now with the hype. Of course, training oh, camp no. talk. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much all you want is Mahomes, Kelsey, and probably a cheap running back and log out. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100. percent I, I, uh, I have Kelsey and Scott Fishbowl. I also have Rasheed Rice, and I picked Clyde Edwards-Helaire. So I got some cheap, cheap options on top of the expensive one. Cheap Chiefs. This Chiefs offense. Cheap Chiefs. This Chiefs offense is one of the best. So you want to try who's, to get some pieces of it when you can. One, one word. Who's your guys' buy? Mine would be Ceh for the price. Just the cheap, 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 cheap. I'm gonna say MBS. He seems to be the forgotten guy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Teams. I'm gonna go with Sky Moore here. I think. Okay. Uh, I fair. think he's one of the youngest players on the team, and he has a lot more to learn and grow. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a lot of special team mistakes that he made that got him in the doghouse. Yeah, Andy Reid's been pumping him up so far in the off season, so we'll see if it plays in the regular season. All right, let's move it on to the. Los Angeles Chargers, everyone's favorite lovable loser franchise who always figures out ways to lose games in hilarious fashion, just like they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the postseason. Wow, the Chargers. Um, we all know their quarterback. It's Justin Herbert. He's pretty awesome. Tyler's favorite. He has him in a ton of different places. 
Uh, running back, Austin Eckler. Behind him, we've got Joshua Kelly. We've got Isaiah Spiller still on the roster, which I think is interesting. Um, at tight end, Gerald Everett, followed by Donald Parham. They really didn't do anything at the tight end position whatsoever. I thought they might draft somebody. They did not. Yeah. So uh, I took Gerald Everett late in the Scott Fishbowl, and I'm happy about that. At the wide receiver position, they make the biggest splash in the draft. Um, on their board, they take Quentin Johnston. They still have Mike Williams. They still have Keenan Allen. Um, you know, they've got Joshua Palmer as well, who's versatile. So if any of those guys miss time, they will. Um, Josh Palmer can get moved around because we all know Mike Williams is due to miss some games. Keenan Allen, you know, he missed a little bit of time. And then they still have guys like, uh, what's the fast kid there? Escapes me. Guyton? Guyton. They still have Jalen Guyton on the roster. Uh, so this Chargers offense, their their line is good. Herbert, sneakily, second in the league last year with over 5,000 yards. I think he's a candidate to really bounce back, Tyler, from a fantasy perspective. What do you think? Yeah, I hope so. Because <laughs> I, lo- I love Herbert. He's got all – I think he's got all the weapons. If all three of those big guys are on the field, I think they can work well together. You got the big body, Mike Williams. You can kind of box people out, go up and get it. You got Keen Allen, who's the fancy route runner, and then I think Quentin Johnson is the the mix of both of those players if he can grow into what you know the hope is. Quentin Johnson, you know, not a lot of people like this tape. He, he had some struggles, and of course, TCU wide receivers people want to stay away from. I think there will be an opportunity in season two by him, so I'm holding off until like week that. four, and then I'm gonna go out and try to. <laughs> try to get this guy who is a receiver for Herbert for the next, I don't know, five years, if he can stay healthy and put it together. That's what I'm looking at. I don't have to love Quentin Johnson to want fancy production from Herbert because they put a first-round draft cat, draft pick on him. They're going to try to get him to work out. And I, they did it with Mike Williams. Like We all thought Mike Williams, oh, God, he's hurt all the time. He's going to bust. Then all of a sudden, there was that one year, boom. He did. Yeah, he's a wide receiver one, right? Yeah. Yes. So these these guys with stud quarterbacks like this, I'm going to try to get some shares of. I think I have a couple shares of Quentin Johnson, but that is what I'm mainly looking at for this offense. Eckler, if he can just get this contract business out of the way, he is going to play for like another three years because just the way he's used. Yeah. He's a pass catching back. I think he can last another three years. I don't know what's going to happen with the contracts and everybody else behind them. I don't want anything to do with. No, thank you. So, yeah, for me, the Chargers, it's Herbert. It's Eckler if he's happy. And honestly, I don't know if I want anything to do with Mike Williams or, or Keen Allen, especially for a rebuild or kind of a middling team. Give me Quentin Johnson. And then when you said tight ends, like, Everett's a great cheap, uh, cheap piece for yeah. uh, a team going for it as your tight end too. Agreed. James, what are your thoughts on the chargers? Um, I have the same, same approach on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams at this point. I think Keenan Allen is more like, you know, he's hanging on that age cliff. Like he's going for free solo on Netflix or whatever that show was where the guy climbed the mountain with no rope. Um, it's, it's only a matter of time before he falls off. We saw him be a pillar of health for the last, what, six years. For a while, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think his major injury ACL was back in 2016, so he did yeah. great. And then he had the freak like kidney injury or whatever it was. Right, but I, I think 
if I have Keenan Allen and like Tyler said, I'm not competing. I'm I have a middling team. Am I trying to get rid of him? Yeah, I'll, I'll go out and try to acquire maybe Sky Moore in a second gets it done for Keenan yeah. Allen. You know, That's I'm good. I'm P- happy pivot. with that. Uh, Mike Williams fractured his back last year, so you know, coming off of the good season that he had in 2021, fractured his back, missed the wild card game against the Jags. I still think he's involved. Like they they gave him that contract, so. I think he might be there longer than Keenan Allen. And if that's the case, he's still going to get a target share. Herbert throws the ball almost 700 times last year. I and they think got Kellen Moore. Yeah. Who wants yeah. to throw? Who wants to throw the ball? So I mean, it is, I, it is in the range of outcomes that Herbert could finish as the QB1. And I think Quentin yeah. Johnston, uh, I didn't really like his film. Um, when I scouted him, he was kind of lazy. Uh, didn't finish through with his routes properly. Had problems with pass block. Um, sorry, run blocking and stuff like that. So he's the 50-50 ball guy. Uh, so Mike Williams maybe doesn't have to go up and grab all of those and try to get hurt. False. Quentin Johnson false. is not a big 50-50 ball catcher. He actually struggled with it in college. He was the catch and go. He's Short the catch and go? catch, and they used him on uh, deep bombs. But he was the, he's the mainly... Uh, get him the ball and let him work with it after the catch. I have a I have a a stink about TCU receivers after the Jalen Rager thing. So they're you like got Baylor hurt. receivers because you got hurt. I got hurt a little bit not by as Baylor much as I, and TCU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hell it's not, it's, there's a lot of no it, there's a, it's going to take a lot for them to turn it around. Kind of like USC finally turned it around because that was the joke. Yeah. The USC. I think the sneaky hanging. one is is Gerald Everett. Like you know. Yes, he's yeah. sitting there at Dynasty 25, uh, tight end 25, that's, but he finished tight end 13 part. last year. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think he's, with the addition of Kellen Moore top. and how he used the tight oh, end so. in Dallas, mm-hmm. I think Gerald Everett's going to be a, a nice piece. And if you want to go further, Donald Parham coming off of injury, he started yeah. to look good in 2021, and he even beat out Trey McKitty last year after he came back from injury. So I, I think another he's another player that's been injury-ridden in 2022 that showed promise before he got injured. I think it translates early in training camp, and I wouldn't be surprised if Parham is a sneaky low-end tight end one this year. That's a, that's a bold take, Evan Ingram. Um, I dig it. I'm here for it. Uh, I'll give you a little bit different spin on Keenan Allen. I think he's, um, if you're like me, I play to win now in probably 90% of my dynasty leagues. I think Keenan Allen is a pretty cheap piece that he should, if he stays healthy all season long with his target share, he should easily get a hundred catches for you in that offense with Justin Herbert. So I think giving up a, you know, if you're a competing team, maybe it's a late second and maybe an, uh, a little you bit. In the future more. Pick. No, no, no. I'm saying a late second, this like this coming year, and then maybe a future third or something like that. Um, you might be able to get him for that because people are seeing, Oh, age 30, 31. Like he's going to fall. I just want him off my team before, it's too late. You might be able to get him for that in your leagues. If you can, awesome. Um, but I think his value is probably more of a mid-second for the most part. But if I'm a yeah. competing team, I'm at the back end of that round. I'm not going to give up a first for him. I'm not I'm not going to do that. Um, but I think Keenan Allen is a perfect piece, especially if you're a win-down team. He should be like your wide receiver three um, where you're at. So I think he's a perfect piece to push you towards a championship. I love the Gerald Everett talk, one of the most athletic tight ends in that 2017 class. Always gets kind of slept on. Um, but again, with Kellen Moore, 
the Dalton Schultz factor of targeting, hyper-targeting the tight end. Everett is three times more athletic than Dalton Schultz ever was. Um, so I really like Everett. He's my tight end three in Scott Fishbowl, and he's a guy that I targeted late because I see that upside. That offense should be good, although the Chargers continuously let us down, it feels like, every single year. Um, not always in fantasy, but definitely in real-life football. Um, and, and I will say this. Eckler is interesting because he seems to be at the – the tip of the arrow and all this running back unappreciated talk. So it's interesting because if you know, he held the about, meeting, right? He held the, yeah, he yeah, held it the was his zoom. It was his zoom. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to be, he doesn't seem like a troublemaker. kind of guy, but I mean, Josh Kelly looked good in spots last year. Isaiah Spiller didn't really see the field at all. He um, was not good. You know what? Before yeah. we go further, it just sucks for these top end running backs. You know what? So if they get knocked or or fined knocked. for having this meeting, I mean, really, I think they should just all just sit down and stop playing. I mean, it the way that they are treating these running backs, it's like taking a bull to slaughter. It yeah. really is. I, they, I they're miss. top end running backs. All right. They are some of the best athletes in the world. And they are just negating the fact of paying them because they can bring in someone younger the following season. It's ridiculous. Yep. It, you pretty much spot on. It's uh, it's a cow being fed just to get slaughtered. Like that's pretty much exactly what it is. Oh, let's bring in a new batch. Here we go. All right. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Well, speaking of new batches, Manscaped has the Ooh. lawnmower 4.0 wireless charger. Skin safe technology, it's waterproof. It's got a really nifty LED light on there to shine a spotlight on your overgrown hedges. And let's be honest, guys, if you got overgrown hedges, like you need to you need to crop it down. You need to get it in check because we all know the best way to live healthy and long be properly manicured. And you can do that with Manscaped. They have the right tools for the job. Weed whacker, nose and ear trimmer, if you're an old like me. It comes in handy. I get the little ear hairs. I try to be on top of it and get them out of there. You know, it, it's not easy, but this does make it easy. So they're going to throw that in there as well as the crop preserver, which is your ball deodorant, the cleanser, which is your groin wash, and the reviver, which is the spray. It's going to make it one pretty package. It's going to be inviting. So if you have any prospects or, you know, maybe you're a married guy like me and you're, and you're, you're hoping to get lucky, What's the best way to do it? Make it inviting. Make it a nice place. No one wants to go in there and be a swamp. Let's be honest. So make sure you use Manscaped for all your grooming needs. And when you do, use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. Manscaped, your area will thank you for it. Very much so. All right, let's get on to the Las Vegas Raiders. We talked a little bit about Jimmy Garoppolo earlier um, and his injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo. I like Aiden O'Connell. We'll talk about him at quarterback. They don't really have a chart there. It's Jimmy G and log out more or less, but they did draft Aiden O'Connell out of, I believe, out of Purdue. Running back, Josh Jacobs, he was franchise tagged, didn't get a long-term deal. Is he going to hold out? Maybe. Zamir White waiting in the wings, possibly. The Georgia running back they drafted last year. And on their depth chart, all they got is Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden. Their depth chart is ugly across the board for the Raiders at those two positions. Now, at wide receiver, they have a better depth chart. They made a free agent splash. They went out inside Jacoby Myers to pair him with Devontae Adams. They still have Hunter Renfro, who's been kind of the, is he going to get traded? 100 catches just two years ago. We know that he can impact the offense positively. But Patriots. Is he a re- yeah, is he a repeatable <laughs> asset with Jacoby Myers on the team? Possibly. Like, yeah, I don't know. And then tight end, they traded Darren Waller. 
They sign off the trash heap O.J. Howard, Austin Hooper, and then they draft Michael Mayer to be the future at that position. Tyler, or no, we're going to go James because I let you kick off the Chargers last time. We're going we're going to pivot. We're going to go to James. Pivot. Talk to me about these Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I was hoping that you would just go to Tyler on this one because uh, I really expressed my enthusiasm about Jimmy G and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, yeah. it's Doesn't it seem like it, they are the Patriots light? Like uh, Tom Brady comes in as a minority owner. You got McDaniels there not knowing what the hell he's doing, uh, just running the ball down the field. That's it. Uh, and then he's got, you know, Josh Jacobs possible holdout with the weak old school Patriots depth chart. Mir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden still in the league somehow. Former Patriot. The one that's interesting is maybe Zamir White. He really didn't have much of an, a chance to show anything last year, and he will get a shot at some point to see what they have in him. He could ultimately be a bigger part of the rotation than we expect, and if Josh Jacobs does not get a new deal, Zamir White's going to be on those dynasty radars just because of the opportunity that he could have. So picking him up right now off a waiver wire, he's a waiver wire ad at this point. Doesn't any of these free agent running backs seem like throwing him, moves? throwing him on a two-year taxi slot? Like if if you have those in your league where you can hold your rookies for two years, I'll pick Zamir White up and throw him on my taxi slot. I mean, he was a second-round pick in a lot of leagues last yeah. year. I don't think he's yeah. going to be on free agent, but if you can go trade for him, he is definitely worth a a shot because they was, there was a lot of hype on him last year. Everybody thought he looked good. Preseason had some good good games and some good show. But, yeah, like you said, did nothing because Josh Jacobs had an outstanding season. Uh, for this team, give me Michael Mayer, and I'm good. Like Devontae Adams, he, you're holding him until he's oh. done. His value is way is worth way if more you on your can team get a than first, him. If you can get a first for him and you're not competing – then I can understand getting rid I of him. I don't even know if I could get rid of him for but, anything above uh, um, early first. I would need he's an gonna early do first. it again. Like he's going to be a top five wide receiver. I don't see the avenue that he's not. I mean, he gets like a thirty percent target share. Jimmy I mean, G yeah, they may not. The they may not That's throw. The reason. They may not throw too much with uh, Jimmy G there. Um, but I can't. Like, do yeah, the, like you said, Jimmy G. I'm not the guy can't throw outside the hashes. That's my biggest bugaboo about Jimmy G. He hates throwing outside the hashes, and yet they sign him when you got somebody who is a primary outside wide receiver. I I don't get it, and I don't like the Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro narrative. I'm not. I'm staying away from it. I mean, they're they're both dynasty depth chart darlings. I'm going to get Renfro because I think if he goes somewhere, it's the Patriots, and he's going to be so good for them. That makes more sense. We know Jacoby Myers is stuck in the system now with the new contract. So, yeah, Hunter Renfro, last year of his deal. I mean, I have him marked down on my screen here. No, no, no. Stay away uh, because there's just not enough targets to go around in the system after uh, Devontae Adams gets his share. But Michael Mayer projected starter broke out in his sophomore year at Notre Dame. He's had two consecutive seasons of 800 plus yards, seven plus touchdowns, caught nine touchdowns in his, in his last year there. Uh I think he's probably one of the most well-rounded tight ends in this draft class. So it just gives me reserve to say, Hey, he's going to be on the field. I can put some faith into this guy 
where there's not much talent around him outside of Devontae Adams. Yeah. You know, so uh, it doesn't matter what they are this season for Michael Mayer. I think he has a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I think for me, you know, the depth chart after Jimmy G, there's something just something about Aiden O'Connell in that pick, and it's really just betting that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if we see O'Connell take the field as a rookie. Is he going to be like Brock Purdy 2.0? Probably not. Um, but I think he's decent, and he's got, you know, decent weapons around him where a rookie quarterback, like, heck, if you have him in a super flex league, maybe you start him as a QB2 pinch here and there. Um, that kind of guy. And he was typically not really getting drafted in super flex leagues. Don't they have all, Brian Hoyer? Fun. I'm not worried. Brian Hoyer is about as healthy as Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, <laughs> and Hoyer is awful. If the Raiders are going to go with Hoyer, they might as just well go with O'Connell because Hoyer is like 50 years old. He's another McDaniels guy. Like Tom bleh. Brady comes back midseason. Oh, God. Gag me with a spoon. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you guys uh, on everything. I have Mayer in a few leagues, and I think that he could be a rookie tight end that makes an impact right away because the coach likes to throw to the tight end, the quarterback likes to throw to the tight end. Mayer is a complete tight end; he'll be on the field, and I'm not worried about Austin Pooper or OJ Howard who oh, no. can't stay on the field either. So hard pass on the yeah. Raiders team. Yeah, if they don't have Josh Jacobs on the field, they're it's going to be. I don't know what the Raiders are doing. It's bad. So let's get to our last team, though. It is Damon's Denver Broncos. We all know the quarterback at the top of their depth chart. It's Russ Wilson. He's there. Oh, starting man. to show a little life at the end of the season. It's at running spicy. back. Spicy. He's going to be, he might be in that a Netflix season two quarterback show. Gag me with a spoon. I can't stand Russell Wilson. He just comes across as fake to me. He's um, really I just good. care about I'm, I just, I'm sucked into that thing, man. That show is I, awesome. Yeah, I just care about his fantasy points, and he did show some signs of life towards the end of the season for the Broncos. At running back, we know they got Javante Williams, who we talked about at the top of the show. They signed Samaje Pirine in the offseason. They've got a really interesting prospect in Jaleel McLaughlin, who's a fast kid that uh, has been getting Sarah's some son. Yeah, Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember him on my rosters, my taxi <laughs> rosters at least. Uh, at wide receiver, they're absolutely loaded with names. We've got Jerry Judy. We've got Corlin Sutton still on the team. Tim Patrick coming back from an ACL. KJ Hamler, will he make the squad? I don't know. They got Mar- what, Marquise Goodwin they signed, who's going to be out for a little bit. And then uh, they obviously draft Marvin Mims, who a lot of people really, really like. And then a tight end, Greg Dolchich, who had a great rookie season when he was on the field. And then Albert Okawebunam is still on the roster as well for the Broncos. So I think there's a lot of fantasy um, hope on this team. And I think there was last year. I think it rolls over this year. We see Russell Wilson how he finished the season. And we hope that that's, what's going to roll over this year. Den- uh, we're going to go to Denver with Tyler because he's got orange hair for a team that's dressed in orange. It's only and he's wearing point. Navy blue. So it's like, perfect. Yeah. So perfect. are you a Russ- Denver Bronco Tyler? No, my dad oh. is a big Denver Bronco fan though. John Elway was one of his favorite players. Of course, you know, anybody in that era love John Elway. Yeah. But uh, for me, it is all about Russell Wilson. His price is so low when it used to be skyrocket. Nobody wants him because they think he's toast. But for real, I think it was the coach. I mean, there's a lot of things coming out that, yeah, Russ Wilson shouldn't have had a bunch of uh, his own guys in the building. They had everything wrong there. Apparently, Sean Payton said that they were allowing people to go into the locker room, like public access into the locker room to go take pictures and all this stuff into the cafeteria. And Sean Payne's like, no, this is like 
their area. This is where they need to be and be a family together. They don't need distractions. So if those are all cut out and Russell Wilson is seriously, if he is into this Sean Payton stuff, I think he can have a rebound and have three good quarterback one years. I really like his price. He's at quarterback 15 to 19 in Dynasty. Nobody wants him. So I am a huge fan of his price. And if I bought him last year when he was falling, and it actually allowed me to go out and sell one of those other quarterbacks for a high price, go elsewhere for my teams, and feel comfortable with Russ as my quarterback too. And I think if you're relying on a quarterback one season for, for him in Dynasty, if he's your quarterback one, you might be a little iffy, but perfect quarterback too, personally. What, what do you guys think about Russ? Yeah, Jamie in the chat said, I want Russ at QB 16 to 18. That's criminal. I put him boldly at QB 9 this year. And I can see that. It's kind of bold. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah. Um, I think he stays around that low-end QB 1 area. I mean, he hit QB 16 last year. Room Tons of problems with that offense. Totally different coach. Totally different style of play. I think they're going to go back to trying to spread the ball around a lot more. And obviously, Javante Williams not being in the offense last year left a lot of holes to be filled as far as uh, offensive production. So, yes, if if Javante comes back at a decent time and they Ka-ching. get this offense running at, on all cylinders, then, yeah, Ka-ching. Russ has a chance. What? I uh, So, receivers, everybody who's listening, I don't like Jerry Judy's price right now. I think it's a little too high. Uh, if you can get him for a, if you can get him for a second, sure, yes. But I don't think it's even close to that. I think you have to give a late first. Uh, if I am going to go out and acquire a receiver, it is Tim Patrick because uh, Cecil Lammy and during OTAs has said Judy looks terrible. He looks like he doesn't care. Uh, Cortland Sutton looks slow, and Tim Patrick coming off injury looks good like he's the Should guy we rehashed the the bet that we had last year barring any injuries that Tim like, Patrick's gonna I have more think, fantasy points than Jerry Judy this year I actually think Marvin Mims is going to see the field very quickly and he's yeah. gonna be the receiver that you should go get right now because yeah. he was worth what a mid mid second in rookie picks mm-hmm. he's another yeah. guy where his price is gonna fall a little bit if you can yep. acquire for a 24 second in your competing team 100% go out and get Mims I think he's gonna be worth it I really like him Sean Payton went out and like the first that was pick, their first they, pick of the draft yeah. they traded they traded up to get yeah. him so that shows me uh, a lot do so. we think that Corlin Sutton gets moved before the season starts I does do we I care no I don't care I'm definitely out and if I if any if he's on any of your teams figure out a way to get just get rid of him how about the for first a glimpse of news? First round pick. This guy got a first round pick last year for him. Doug, well, you were there. <laughs> I was. I have I mean, Sutton on one team, and I I'm just sitting on him. He's worthless, so I can't really. You're sitting on him, hoping that he just. You know who I did who I did go and acquire this off season was Greg Dolchich, who was James's guy last year in last year's draft. He flashed in this offense. We all know Sean Payton and his history with tight ends with Jimmy Graham and some of the other guys that have worked in New Orleans. I like Greg Dolchich a lot. I think that um, we talk about how easy it is to be a back-end tight end one, right? Um, And for his rookie season, he looked really, really good, and he should only get better as they go on, especially at the tight end position. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. I like Dolchich, his athletic profile. 
and especially being paired with Russell Wilson and in a Sean Payton offense, I like Dolchich a lot. I think he could finish um, at that back end, tight end one type of area and maybe put up like a 60 for 707 touchdowns. And that would get you right there pretty easily. So I think Dolchich has a lot of meat on the bone uh, for Greg Dolchich to have a good season. Yeah, I I think think he definitely has a, a chance to stay inside the top 12 he's currently dynasty tight end 11 and there's not much competition in the the middle of the field outside of jerry judy you know kj hamler is an afterthought in this we shouldn't even talk about him like that's where where it's at sadly so so i think yeah so fair enough we won't mention his name on this podcast anymore uh i think it's his time has come and gone and i think dolchik really it he benefits from the the sean payton style offense drastically and uh I, he ended the year at what tight end 29 look for that to go up and and for him to start climbing the dynasty ranks marvin mims i think is my buy him or p ryan if i'm competing you can get marvin mims right now for a 24 second if they hold all these wide receivers Cortland sutton included throughout the full season I think Mims might drop in value a little bit Couple before thirds. the trade deadline, and maybe you can get him for a third. Yeah, I would like that. And um, yeah, P I, Ryan, I, that's my that's my strategy. P Ryan has been a huge buy for me if I'm competing. I want him as like a trade piece, like a throw in piece. He's cheap, and I think he's going to definitely be. It's going to be like a fifty fifty with Williams until Williams gets a little more healthy, but. There's no doubt in my mind P. Ryan's getting at the least 40% of those touches. Yeah, I think it's interesting with all these AFC West teams. I can I look at all the teams in the AFC West, and do I do I think that any of them could sign any of these free agent running backs? And the answer is yes. Like Denver, we look at, yep, the Raiders, their depth chart sucks. Yep, we look at the Chargers, possibly, and we look at the Chiefs. They're always willing to make moves um, for a winning team, so – we talked about the Raiders for me when we were talking about them. I thought, like, what what kind of Raiders move would it be to sign one of these veteran running back free Zeke. agents? Zeke, Fournette, Kareem Hunt, even Dalvin Cook, um, especially with Josh Jacobs. If they really want to stick it to him and they say, you know what, we're just going to sign one of these guys and they're going to start. You want to hold out? Cool. The Giants could do the same thing. I think that really puts a, an interesting twist um, when we start to see some of those running backs land, if they do. I mean – I think they're all rosterable guys. I think they still have juice in the tank, but who knows? So it's going to be interesting to keep them. It was weird doing the Scott Fishbowl and four free agent running backs got drafted. And not only that, in my division, five Broncos receivers got drafted. KJ Hamler got drafted in Scott Fishbowl. What? Yeah. I'm calling DHHR. We're not supposed to mention his name anymore. I know. That's it. Uh, Any final thoughts on the Denver Broncos before we wrap it up? No, I I think with the hype and the shine all off of the Broncos from last year, I think they actually have a chance to succeed with Agreed. realistic expect expectations. So, yeah, uh, I'm 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 gonna be rooting for them because I I do want to see a lot of these players succeed. I like I still like Judy, but everything I've heard, he's kind of a knucklehead. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and Russ, I, I as much as he's cringe, I feel bad for him on all the crap he gets. It's it's well deserved because he kind of does it to himself but you it's always the good bed, you lie in it russ it's always good to have russell wilson playing good in the nfl we need good russ that's fair james any final thoughts um i'm done done with this bottom feeder team 
he's done with these bottom feeder West teams. I, I, I mean, agree. You you think about it, and realistically, the you Denver Broncos and the Raiders are 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 not competing in this in this league in this division yeah. anyway. In this, I league. think the, I mean the Broncos could surprise their defense. XFL is maybe their defense the Broncos, is great. Yeah, I think the Broncos could could be in contention at least. Um, you know, I don't think they'll win the division, but I think they're they're going to make some noise. Whether it's on defense or offense, I think they could be a nice rebound team here. So. We shall see. Before we wrap it up, I did want to give a shout out to our friends over at DynastyNerds.com. Go over there, sign up for the Nerd Herd, use code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. You're going to get trade tools. There's an extra Nerd Herd episode, prospect foam room, prospect scores, and the Dynasty GM. So if you're looking to get some of those rookie trade targets in midseason, you can go back. You can look at their prospect film room and remind you how great they were uh, and make some lowball deals on them midseason, like we talked about Marvin Mims. And then on Verdian Global, if you're looking for some new gear, whether it's a sweatshirt, a T-shirt, or a hat, go on there. Check out Dynasty Happy Hour. They've got all sorts of options for you over there. It's been fun broadcasting uh, on the road here in Minnesota. It was great to be able to spend some time with Tyler and with Damon. We talked shop of fantasy football. We, we crushed some claws. We played some Pong. We had a great time. Uh, I'll have to do it again because I did. I do enjoy my time out here. Everyone's I'm coming so next nice. time. I'm coming there we next go. time. Everyone's so nice and accommodating. Uh, if I'm allowed great. or invited. You know. <laughs> right. There, there was um, one thing I do remember is, uh, you know, Doug has been out there since Thursday, but I can tell by his face he's very excited to go back home. You were a little homesick, and I, I feel it too because even yesterday – I uh I was homesick and I was very close to home. Yeah, and you live right down the road, but so like he's like I miss my kids. You sure it was homesick or like hours. alcohol sick? Mm. I think it was a combo package of the two. I think it was the the alcohol brought out the the homesick part. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to it'll be nice to sleep in my own bed and to get home. But I I you know what I don't get to be out very often without the kids, so I'm trying to to take every last minute I can and appreciate it. But uh, you know, it'll be nice to get home. And, Pool um, dog. To, to, be around, <laughs> to be around the loved ones because I know everyone back home misses me and they've told me that and it's always you know it's cute to hear and I, I want to be back with them so yeah I'll get there safe and sound I fly out tomorrow on Monday at 7 45 p.m so I have a full day here tomorrow which is great we're gonna go in the cities with Damon and his and his daughter Katana and hang out for a bit before they drop me off at the airport and I might even cry because you know it stinks it's great being out here and, and being incorporated into people's lives and being going to Tyler's house Tyler's and busting his balls right and no yeah, I'm just hung over he is hung over <laughs> yeah he drank a lot of clothes uh, so that's going to wrap us up for Dynasty Happy Hour this week we will see you next week on this segment of Dynasty Happy Hour we'll see you later bye